Happy Thanksgiving, porch community. So what do the children's rhyme, Mary Had a Little Lamb, and the last Thursday in November have in common? Lamb chops. Ha! We'll find out on this special Thanksgiving episode of the 167 Podcast. Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Hey, Porch Community, and welcome to episode 50 50. of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church with my friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hello, Joshua. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. I don't know. I just... I knew you were going to ask, so I was like, what can uh, I say? I'll say pumpkin pie. Okay. There you go. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's going all right. How about you? That's pretty good. Um, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. So since since we go on Thursdays, this is actually Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving, yeah. so maybe someone's driving somewhere. Or Yeah. So we'll keep this a family-friendly episode. Aw. You know, well, no, we don't want to, you know, <laughs> you know, have people be like, all right, turn it off. So um, 50. 50. Five zero. Five zero. You're just going to repeat what I say? So far. <laughs> 50 episodes. It's really cool, considering yeah. we thought it'd only go about six weeks for well, that 167. We, s- we were going to do it for the 167 series. Correct. And then reevaluate. But like yeah. two weeks in, we're like, well, yeah. this is fun. And we started in January, right? Of yeah, 21? January 11th. Okay. Yeah, was our f- was the first published. See, leave it to the... Leave it to... Our media pastor to know the launch date of the podcast. Well, it's important. It, it is. I just don't. Yeah, like I can tell you, like July fourteenth. I yeah. can tell you that's when we started. Well, June thirtieth, we the bishop was here. You know, August sixteenth, two thousand and two, we started. Yeah, Solomon's porch. I mean, I can tell you those things. But well, it's to me, it's almost um, the podcast has become such an integral part of my week. Yeah. That. Um, I mean, it, it's it's one of those things you don't have to question whether we're going to do it or not. It's just win. Yeah, I know. I miss it if we don't. Yeah. If we're, if we're off. So. Like, since we recorded two episodes in one shot mm-hmm. for the past two weeks. Yep. Last week, I was like, well, what am what I going to do on Tuesdays? Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. So 50 episodes. Yep, We've 50. done 50. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. So what's your favorite episode so far? Uh, it would have to be... <clears throat> It wasn't because it was my favorite episode. It's because it's created some of the best conversations after the episode aired, mm-hmm. which was the one where we did egalitarianism versus complementarianism. Mm, yes. Because I've had a lot of good conversations about uh, that where, you know, a lot of people come up to me and go, you know, I've always I've always heard those terms, but until y'all talked about it, I didn't really know where I landed on mm-hmm. that because mm-hmm. it was just terms and I never really looked it up. Yeah. More and more what I'm finding, and, and this is so, uh, I'm painting this with such a wide brush, I know it, but I'm finding that people who thought they were more complementarian than they really were uh-huh. in many aspects, uh-huh. um, and then they, and then the other aspect I find with that is that, um, like, culturally, like, uh, you know, like for a guy, you know, being a gentleman and, mm-hmm. and those kind of things, they... We just kind of assumed, oh, that's a complementarian thing. Yeah. But it was more of a mannerisms and mm-hmm. kindness and chivalry. Yeah. But then have more of an egalitarian type doctrine. Yes. So I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But I, like I said, I know I'm painting a really wide brush with that. But yeah, I've I've come across more people <clears> that <throat> were like, I align 
more egalitarian than I thought. But it's hard to shake some of the complementarian mm-hmm. uh, practices I've been I've been taught. Taught, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, my I have two okay. favorite episodes. Um, one was the episode on, and I say favorite. But it wasn't like it was like super fun, but it was okay. Was the one that we did on mental health episode thirty seven? Mm-hmm. Um, just because I know, and I've con- I continue to hear from people who were like. That thank you for talking about that and thank you for sharing yeah and just for the encouragement mm-hmm. um, to to take care of my mental health so um, that was one and then the other one um, was episode thirty the episode on women in ministry because again I've I've heard from so so many people who say they have a better understanding not just of that topic but the fact that we went kind of in depth on what it meant to um, look at Scripture in context. Yeah. And um, how that can be taken, how Scripture can be taken out of context. And um, so, yeah, that was, those are my two. Have you heard from any, <clears throat> like, other women in leadership roles that have listened to it? Mm, in, like, in ministry? Ministry specifically. No. No? No. Okay. No. Just wasn't sure. Yeah. Like, I know we had our DS here. Mm-hmm. last week for charge conference and while she was talking i wasn't really i don't want to say i wasn't listening in case she listens to this podcast but i was thinking i wonder if she listens to our podcast <laughs> my yeah i'm sure no one's mind ever wanders while i'm talking so yeah yeah uh-huh, uh-huh, sure i mean mine does when people talk so oh i was at a meeting last night and i had i rested my eyes for like 10 minutes because Usually, but I was listening. Usually, what happens if I pay attention more? I make a mistake, <coughs> tech-wise. Oh. Like if I'm focused on, like, case in point, yesterday I was running lyrics, and when I start singing, mm-hmm. I forget to hit the button. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Um, so here's what's our most listened to episode so far. I was actually looking that up. Um, pause for dramatic effect, and not for me to While find it. While you're looking that up, I'll say that. Um, Mallory has been um, learning some of the tech stuff, um, working mostly with Ashley mm-hmm. DeFrank, who's yep. on staff with us. Um, but last night, she came up and helped Josh she during did. our students uh, get together for Salt and Stir and um, was running lyrics and stuff. And I was like, hey, it's my kiddo. Okay. If you could guess oh, gosh. which episode. Um. I'm going to guess maybe the first episode we did talking about stuff going on in the UMC. Nope. Oh, okay. Dogma, doctrine. Oh, the dogma and the doctrine. Nice. Uh Okay. That's the number one. And then gender roles and then women in ministry. Okay. And they're all within like four or five listens of each other. So it's like 210 for dogma and doctrine. Uh-huh. 203 for gender roles and 202 for women in ministry. There you go. Yep. So, well, thank you for those who are listening. So, someone, uh, Crystal Rowan, came up to me on Sunday and said, I am loving the podcast. Thank you for doing it. <laughs> and she had listened to the whole Mars Hill thing. So, she was like, Yeah. All in mm-hmm. um, for, for our thing. So, um, uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, this so is, this is the Thanksgiving it's special. It's our Thanksgiving uh, special. So do you guys have any special, like, Thanksgiving, like, I don't know, traditions or whatever? No. no. None. 
I mean, so... So growing up. Growing up, we would... My grandparents lived in the same town as me, so we'd do lunch at one and then supper at another. And mm-hmm. then kind of as the families grew up and, and uh, grandparents started to pass away, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of haven't really found it. Me getting married, we haven't ever really found a groove. So this year... Uh, my parents are coming to our house. Kara's brother and his family are coming to our house, and Kara's dad is coming to our house for Thanksgiving. Mm, yeah. Okay. And then Kara's mom just got remarried, so they're going to, um, well, not just, but within like two years, uh, they're going to his family for Thanksgiving. So we we don't really have uh like this is what this we do. is what we do anymore. Yeah. We haven't really established that as as me and Kara. This is our family tradition for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Honestly. I could care less about Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, to me, it is the most pointless holiday. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Wow. Because okay. like, it's all about food. Like, yeah. It's all about food, and, and I don't care about the food. Yeah. That's not your favorite food. No. Like, usually, it's we finish eating, and then we go drive through a McDonald's for me to get food. No way. Yeah, 100%. I can't, like, the Thanksgiving food is not my jam. <laughs> So if you were, if it was like French fries and chicken fingers, you're like I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but the whole turkey and the stuff casseroles thing, yeah, and the I things and the vegetables nah. and the stuff. And <laughs> I really you're like bumming people out well, right now, I mean, Josh. And all these other people cook and they think their version of whatever is the best, and oh, it of never course. is. Yeah, and, and it's just and like, you mm. and you have to fake that you like it. This is delicious. And it, I just don't care. Yeah, I get you. I got you. And then you bring people around a table that are only around each other Thanksgiving and Christmas, and they talk about an entire year's worth of stuff, Mm -hmm. and they argue about politics and stuff like that. (laughs) I don't care. You are getting people really, like, they are so excited. I know. On their way to somewhere. I I am the Scrooge McDuck of Thanksgiving. You're the the Grinch of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Let's just call it Christmas Day 1. And let's just move on. <laughs> I mean, no one else honors Thanksgiving anyway. Let's so just start. The, the only reason you look forward to Thanksgiving is because of the Black Friday deals. 100%. Okay, gotcha. Well, for us growing up, like we kind of like you, like uh, we went to my dad's parents usually for Thanksgiving. Um, you know, the typical food, we did all that. You know, the ham, the turkey, and the things. Um, <clears throat> we did at my grandmother's um I remember this being really young, and all the men sat in the dining room, and the ladies sat in the kitchen. And um, I was like, you know, what? I'm not gonna, I'm gonna go sit in the dining room. And so we all just people started sitting in the dining room, like the <laughs> ladies did. So it was kind of funny. Uh, and then usually the Oklahoma Oklahoma State game oh, okay, uh, yeah. is played that weekend, which I know is a lot of you know different rivalries go on. So yeah, the Iron Bowl's a big one. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys? Um, we did. I don't know if you did this in school, but like. Um, like the whole pilgrim, you know, like Thanksgiving yeah, feast so you get or the, whatever. You get the brown paper bags yes. from the grocery store, yeah. and that's your Indian vest. You got to color it. And then we did this thing. We'd make little cornucopias out of little bugles. Uh huh. Oh. And put frosting in it. And then when you do, when tricks used to be shaped like fruits, uh huh. You'd put those on the end of it. Nice. And then you need them. And then you need them. And oh, then you get wow. sick off of the amount of frosting you just yeah. ate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did the whole we did the whole pilgrim Indian thing, which and, was funny because you'd see some pilgrims that were actually Indians. Yeah. Oh, cause because you're now you know Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma yeah, yeah, you know Oklahoma. Got to say it. Got to say the state. Um, but 
Yeah. I don't know about you. I never wanted to be the pilgrim. Uh, I don't. I don't remember. Like the pilgrim was always lame. They yeah. had that stupid paper cut hat. Yeah. And like they had to wear like <laughs> it looked like a bib. Yep. And, <laughs> They're black and white. And, and they just looked stupid. Out, yeah. Everything was made out of construction paper or paperbacks. Yeah. It's like all right, here we you go. You always want to be the Indian because you got to wear a cool head <laughs> headpiece with a paper feathers that you got to color. Yeah. And yeah, the Indian was where it was at. The, yeah, of course, it was more mm-hmm. colorful and all that. And but then it's you, kind of and ironic. Then like, oh oh, oh, oh wow, that is so. I'm I'm extremely offended right now. You can be you triggered just... by a five year old Joshua. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm so not triggered, uh, which is kind of, it's really ironic that when you, when I look back and go, oh yeah, that's, I mean, I sit, think it's ironic. I don't know. Just like, it's just funny. Like we do the whole, like, you know, Thanksgiving thing. And yet like living in the state whose very existence began as Indian territory because all the tribes were marched out there and that's where they were put. <laughs> I mean, that was, that is Oklahoma. That, yeah. That's where the trail of tears ended, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For those who made it. Um, and so I just think that's really, that's really interesting. And that is very ironic. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, side note completely. Yes. The Indians in Yellowstone, Mm -hmm. are are those like the, the Indians that you remember like coming across in, um, Oklahoma? Well, I mean, I, I am one. I know. I am a card carrying member of the Choctaw tribe. I know you are, but you, you didn't live on a reservation. Did not. No, I did not live on a reservation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. There okay. are some. I mean, it depends. It's an accurate depiction. Some live on re- the res and some don't. And there's different tribes. And um, like the town I'm from, it's called Pottawatomie County. And there are Pottawatomie Indians. Mm-hmm. And there is a Pottawatomie reservation nearby, but it's fairly small. Um, and I know for a lot of people, when they think, reservations and Indians nowadays it's like oh casinos which we didn't have mm-hmm. when I was growing up but now when I go back home it's like there's casinos everywhere so it's mm-hmm. kind of sad um but yeah yeah I mean okay you Just will there I've been to powwows um uh, you'll see it's not strange to see like people in like full dress doing like some tribal dances and stuff at different events and stuff mm-hmm. it's not not weird just curious if it's yeah. like an accurate depiction. Yeah. Yeah, so it is, but then there's also, you know, you know, like any 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 cultures and whenever cultures kind of combine, um, you know, people live differently. So like not every every single person who is Indian um who lives in Oklahoma doesn't all live on a reservation and right, right, all, right, yeah. you know, wear the headdress and do the things and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So um yeah, so here's what I want to talk about today. Okay. All right. So besides what we're already talking about, uh, when most of us think of Thanksgiving historically, um, it's that first, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, the whole pilgrim thing that you mentioned, like in 1621, mm-hmm. the Plymouth colonists and the Wampanoag people. Um, and, and so they we pretty much know that they shared a harvest fest together because, and I don't have his name here, um, but most of what we know about that particular harvest fest get together was because someone was there and wrote it down his name's William something can't remember his last name right now and so that was taken from that account right um, and so they had a feast and they got together and they, they kind of acknowledged that as the first Thanksgiving um, and besides like the peanuts 
um, you know, Snoopy and Charlie Brown and all them doing their thing. I mean, that's how most of us know about popcorn. the Popcorn. Yeah, yeah, ping pong table is the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's how you roll. Um, but Thanksgiving, when we think about it, it's, it's not about the pilgrims and the Indians who first ate together. It's, it's about the parade. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me cough. Um, <clears throat> that's another thing. Like, growing up pre-cable television, like, if there was a parade on TV, you watched it. It oh, was, like, I, the yeah. thing to watch. I still watch the... the Okay, the one thing I do about Thanksgiving is uh-huh. I watch the parade every year. You're like, I'm going to watch the parade, I'm going to run to McDonald's, then we're going to go shopping. Yes. Let's go. Yes. Okay, so everyone knows what Josh is doing today. Um, so, so, but yeah, but Thanksgiving's not necessarily about that, because since the settlement of the colonies, uh, what Americans were doing, they, they, were, they were familiar, very familiar with setting aside certain days to give thanks to God, to pray at times fast, which is, has nothing to do with our Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> but they would do it in response to significant events that happened. Correct. And so you, f- you flash forward a uh, um, hundred years, and in 1789, President George Washington, he issued a proclamation, and he's like, all right, November 26th, National Day of Thanksgiving, we're going to recognize what God has done, created this new country, you know, our, our new constitution, all that. Um, Abraham Lincoln proclaimed a national Thanksgiving, um, and it became a national holiday, which is different than just saying, hey, on this date, we're going to do this, but more mm-hmm. of an annually. Yeah. Um, in 1863, he did this, and you know what was going on in 1863, Joshua? Uh, you, tell me. It was the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And um, now, I want to look at and share a, a good portion of the proclamation that President Lincoln gave that year um that was kind of the whole like catalyst for for what we were going to talk about today but before we do that a little bit of background because much of the credit for the thanksgiving that we know on that date should actually go to a very prominent writer and editor who had written the children's poem mary had a little lamb which originally was known as mary's lamb written in 1830 Mm. And this author, this prominent writer who was an editor, very well known, was an activist. Um, her name was Sarah. I'm guessing her dad's name was Joseph because her middle name is Josepha. Sarah Josepha Hale is her name. And she wrote... Edit- Josepha. <laughs> Would you say Josepha? Josepha, yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Josepha. Oh. Josepha? Yeah. Well, you don't say Joseph. Oh, yeah, you do. Josepha. Josepha. All right, next next person guy I know named Joseph. I'm like Joseph. Yeah, Josepha. Yeah, Josepha. Josepha. Yeah. Uh, one of us is putting the wrong. The emphasis. It's like wrong cool emphasis whip. on the syllable. Cool whip. All right, yeah. go ahead. What were you saying? You you know. Uh, enough Civil War documentaries. Uh huh. There's a lot of women running around with the name Josepha. Josepha. Around that time, yeah. Josepha, get in here. Yeah, basically. Hurry. Mm-hmm. The Yankees are coming. Exactly. Get in the house. Yep. All right. So Sarah Josepha Hale. Yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, wow. 
it's not every day that Joshua corrects me on a word. So I'm really actually excited. I'm probably going to write this in my journal later. Okay. So <laughs> Hale, um, she, she wrote these editorials and articles about the holiday. She was lobbying states and officials to pass this legislation. Uh, she really wanted to create this fixed national day of thanks on the last Thursday of November. And she really thought that doing this would help uni like a, a unifying measure for the whole, because some states would, would do something and another state wouldn't, or it'd be a different time or whatever. There's a whole side story about how Thomas Jefferson refused to do the Thanksgiving thing. Cause he really what didn't want a church and state. He wanted them separate. So he didn't want to call for a national day of fasting and prayer. That's a whole other thing. But so she really wanted to help unify this. Um, and especially because of the division with the North and the South at that time. And her efforts really paid off because by 1854, there were more than 30 states in the U.S. who were celebrating Thanksgiving in some way, shape, or form, but it still wasn't a national holiday. Right. And so um, Sarah... Josepha. Josepha Hale wrote to President Lincoln in 1863, and she urged him to declare this a national day of Thanksgiving. And, and she pointed out that only, you know, the chief executive could do this, um... And, and to make it a, a permanent American custom and institution. Now, we don't know um, if Lincoln was already kind of predisposed to this or not, but within a week, one week, of receiving Sarah Josepha, Josepha. Hale's letter, um, within a week, uh, Lincoln had had an official proclamation stating that, that there would be a national observation of Thanksgiving on the final Thursday in November. And so and, and, and it was this whole thing about, you know, helping to heal the wounds of the nation. So <clears throat> here is a fairly good portion of this proclamation that President Lincoln gave to us, to the country, and I shall read it now in my best Abraham Lincoln voice. Ooh, let's... I, I don't even know what that okay. is. So I, I was like, ooh, I wonder what that is. <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> Washington, D.C. No, I'm just kidding. Washington, D.C., October 3rd, 1863. <clears throat> By the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. The year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart, which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. In the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression, Peace has been preserved with all nations. Order has been maintained. The laws have been respected and obeyed. And harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict. Which kind of makes sense because they were in civil war. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, everything's great. Except for what happens in a theater. Except, oh, oh man. <laughs> Too soon, Josh. Too <laughs> soon. I'm just kidding. Um, but he, I really, he was kind of like, everything's awesome. Everything's except for the great, war. Except for this war that is killing all Everybody. of our people, all of our young dudes. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going. <clears throat> okay. 
everywhere except in the theater of military conflict, while that theater has been greatly contracted by the advancing armies and navies of the Union. So it's kind of like, everything's great except for this war, but the Union's still winning, by the way. It was kind of like a throw in there. <clears throat> so, going on. Which they weren't at that point. <clears throat> I don't know my, I don't it, know my it Civil It didn't war. turn until the first quarter of 64. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the South was winning at that point. So they were just saying they were they were giving a pep talk. They were doing they were, they were giving, doing the halftime. He was giving his spin. Yeah, there you go. Spinning since eighteen sixty three. <laughs> All right, no human going on. This is President Lincoln's. Actually, really, Lincoln didn't even write this. The Secretary of State William Seward wrote this, but Lincoln read it and his name was on it. <laughs> no human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. So he's saying here, like, um, Nothing that's gone on here that's good is of people. It's mm-hmm. all of God. Right. These are gracious gifts from God. Um, God has shown us mercy because we have sinned. Um, and he says that so it just seems right to him. It seems uh, proper that solemnly and reverently that as American people, they should acknowledge God and his graciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Um, continuing on a little bit more. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings, They do also with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience. Commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged and fervently implore the interposition of the almighty hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. Whew. Run on sentence, anybody? That's a, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> I was like, any minute there's going to be a period. I, I can take no minutes. Okay, we're going to keep going here. Um, so, yeah, it's like, listen, this is all, he's still saying this is all God. He's delivered us. He's blessed us. We should be humble. We should go with a penitent heart. He, I mean, those words, our national perverseness and disobedience. I mean, he mm, is calling yeah. it. Um, so we we need to um, go to him and, and declare his peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. Mm-hmm. And then he ends like the officially thing. With, uh, yeah, the In stuff. testimony whereof, I have hereunto set my hand and caused the seal of the United States to be affixed. And he signs it. I found this interesting, just historically speaking. He says, done at the city of Washington this third day of October. That's the year that he declared, or the day 
in the year of our Lord, 1863, and of the independence of the United States, the 88th. So it was the 88th year that they had been independent. Um, huh. So I know, I found that quite interesting. And then he signs it, Abraham Lincoln, and then William Seward, Secretary of State. That, that is interesting. Yeah, quite hmm. interesting. So, you know, when... Um, I totally get what you're saying, Josh, and you're like, I don't even like Thanksgiving, because the aspects of it that we have made it to be. Yeah. Um, I love the the call for a nation to um, recognize God's providence and, and all that. And you can get into the whole, I mean, we won't, but like, <laughs> you know, a president telling people to pray and is that okay or not okay or whatever, and I don't even want to go there, but I, I like the idea of it. We so. can go there in another podcast, though. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe we could, I don't know. We'll see. So, hey, here's some Thanksgiving trivia, and if you look at the answer, then... Josh? It's not that much of trivia if you look at the answer. Have you looked at the answer already? Well, yeah. Well, all right then. Well, so listeners, do you know what the first pilgrims and Indians ate? We'll let you talk amongst yourselves in the car for a minute. Mm, not really a whole no, minute, though, because no, that's not good radio. Yeah. <laughs> that's not good podcast listening. <laughs> not at all. Anyone know? All right. All right, Junior in the back seat. What did the first pilgrims and Indians eat? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Mom? No, Mom? it was. I feel like an episode of Door the Explorer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone know what the pilgrims had for supper? What about you? Tell me now. Now. <laughs> no, Johnny. It wasn't turkey. <laughs> it was. They might have had turkey. I mean... They might have had some wild turkey, not out of the bottle, but out the bird. <laughs> but but what they know is that it was most likely because you're on the you're in the East, the northeast, no, New England, lobster, yeah, seal, mm, a lot of nothing like nothing like a roasted seal have on you ever had Thanksgiving it? Day. No, have you? No, but how do you know? How do you know? I don't know. It not, just seems weird. It. I bet you it's real swan. fatty. Swan. Let's yeah. have our swan. I didn't know we ate swan. Bet you it tastes like chicken. You think? Maybe. Chicken um, or duck. Yeah. They had some bass. I don't I eat fish. I caught you a delicious bass. I don't eat fish. Um, deer. I'll eat a deer. I don't like venison. I'm not really big on that. Um, and maybe turkey, but those other ones. Oh, and mussels. Yeah. Big time on the mussels. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to think, what is there abundance of in New England? Right. All those yeah. things. And the corn that we think of, it wasn't popcorn like in the like with Snoopy and Charlie Brown and no. the gang. Um, but it wasn't like on the cob like we see. It no. was most likely Wild taken corn. off and, no, it was, no, well, yes, but then mashed and made into a meal. Yeah. And, you know, so it's probably like malto meal or something disgusting. For some reason, I've, grits. I, I thought um, I read it somewhere. Are grits made was, out of corn? Yes. I didn't know that. Well, you could get more than one kind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh but somewhere I said it was like these like really small like corn cakes. Mm, yeah, and I could see where the where the Indians would have done that, made yeah. the corn things and you know, hoe cakes or those yeah, kinds of yeah, things. Yeah, hoe cakes basically. Mm -hmm. I didn't yeah. I didn't necessarily want to say hoe cakes. Is it is that a not a thing? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Ho ho ho, it's the beginning of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um here here's you will love this with your with your marketing and media savviness that you are, I've seen the bio, I've seen the documentary in, on this in 1939. So FDR, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he moved Thanksgiving up a week in an effort to do to extend the already important shopping period before Christmas, 
and spur economic activity during the Great, Great Depression. Depression. Yeah. Well, I so, saw a documentary on the next one. Yeah, too. yeah. I knew about this. But I oh, saw a documentary really? On the I TV thought I was going to get you with that one. No, so, no, no. Yeah. So, but so yeah. So FDR was like, you know what? Things aren't going so well. Let's move Thanksgiving up a week, and that'll add one more week for people to do their Christmas shopping with the money so, they don't have. So they were. He was moving Thanksgiving to help Christmas. Yes. Nineteen thirty-nine. Christmas was already. Uh huh. More important <laughs> to the American population than Thanksgiving. Sure. Well, I mean. Christmas represents Jesus' birth. Thanksgiving, it, depending on who you ask, it's either thanking God for what he's done or, you know, I mean, you look in the Old Testament and there's like tons of times when there's these festivals and times of, of honoring God or remembering God, mm-hmm. remembering what God had, has done. And so in many ways, our Thanksgiving could kind of be like that, but we don't really even make it that. I mean, yeah. you know, we give thanks to God, but... So, well, I love this one. Um, it, so, is, it is a good one. So, <laughs> a botched Thanksgiving order led to basically a whole new invention of, of, of for consumers and, and food and, and meals and how they received it and all that. So, in 1953, I don't know who the employee was, but an employee at the Swanson & Sons Company overestimated the demand that there would be for Thanksgiving turkey. And so they had ordered massive amounts of turkey, and the company was left after Thanksgiving with 260 tons of extra frozen turkeys. That's a lot. That's a lot of turkeys. I Especially mean, I don't know. How, what's, what is the average size of a turkey? Would you? What's average pounds? We're going to figure out how many turkeys that was. Someone who's really good at math is driving right now going, I already know the answer. I know how many 260 tons of of turkey is or how many it is. 15 but, pounds. Okay, so 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 do I, I don't know how you do say how many how many pounds is 260 tons? 260 tons. See. 260 times 2000 cuz a ton is 2000 pounds. Is it? Yeah, so it'd be like mm-hmm. 400 that 52,000. Four hundred thousand no. pounds. No, someone is making fun of us right now because two hundred sixty times two thousand. Uh huh. It's gonna be fifty two something. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I'm trying to pull up my calculator. Oh my goodness this gracious! Is... Again, great listening. What's the number? Two hundred sixty tons. Yeah. Two hundred sixty times two thousand. Five hundred twenty. Okay, so I was right the first time. Okay, so now, 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 divide that by fifteen. Five hundred twenty thousand divided by fifteen. Let's find out how many turkeys this is. Because just wait. Thirty-four thousand six hundred sixty-seven turkeys. Thirty-four thousand six hundred sixty-seven frozen extra birds. What do you do with that at the Swanson and Sons Company? The name might give it away because as a solution, a Swanson salesman ordered 5,000 aluminum trays, devised, a, they came up with a turkey meal, and they recruited an assembly line of people to compile what would become, Josh, the very first TV tray dinner. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. And so a culinary hit was born that day. Well, I, I mean, they say the TV dinner changed the way Americans eat dinner completely. Like, well, yeah. And it was in 1953, so yeah. television. Just... 
I mean, it's really, really started. starting like, to it's, like more people have mm-hmm. TVs in Access. their homes. Yep. And so, in the first full year of production in 1954, the company sold 10 million turkey TV tray dinners. All I know is, if they fired that employee in 1953 for over ordering, I hope they hired that employee back, because uh, yeah. it because it, it doesn't say that the same employee came up with the idea. No. Well, that's what I was trying to read. If it was the same guy, because if he if he'd figured out how to cover his butt, that yeah, would be yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. All right, I got one for you. Okay. Who was the first president to pardon a turkey? Um, okay, there's. it depends on who you ask. Uh, JFK is said to be one, but he only just said, we're going to let that one go back. He didn't officially pardon it. Yeah. For what I understand is that George H.W. Bush was the first president to actually officially pardon, do a presidential pardon for Good turkey. Good job. Boom! Did I get it? Yeah. Hey, 100%. what do you know? Well, there was a couple presidents that actually legitly pardoned a turkey. Uh-huh. But the annual thing was started by Daddy Bush. Okay. Dad, Daddy. Oh, Daddy. <laughs> wow. So, um, yeah. W- what is uh, What are the Pattersons doing for Thanksgiving? We usually spend time. We go to, well, this year we're going to spend it over at Drew's parents, at his mom's and uh, stepdad's. And um, his dad will come over and maybe a couple other friends and we will... Do y'all we'll do, do the, the traditional Thanksgiving food? Sometimes. I don't, it just depends on what Janice wants to cook. I'm in charge of pumpkin cheesecake because that's what I do. That's my thing. Yeah. So I make the dessert. You make the best pumpkin yeah. cheesecake. Well, Drew and his dad are, um, the day before, are going to be smoking a turkey and a ham. And I told them that smoking is not good. But, you know, they're... <laughs> Oh, there was a <laughs> yeah, they're going to be smoking a turkey and ham and some other things. So we'll have that and, and the other usual things. Like last year, we went I we went out to Oklahoma for Thanksgiving, so it just kind of depends, you know. Mm. But we'll usually end up doing the traditional type food with family somewhere. Yeah. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, another trivia question. Okay. What is there more of? Uh, turkey uh-huh. prior accidents? Mm-hmm. Or Christmas trees catching fire? Ooh. Well, I'm going to say, this is my guess, because I think a lot of people um, don't have live Christmas trees. I'm going to go with turkey fryer. Turkey fire, like like they're frying them like they're frozen because they don't let it thaw enough. That's I'm going with turkeys. Christmas trees because Dang. The, the frying really hasn't stretched out all over the country. Oh, yet. that would so make sense. People still put people still put in their ovens more yeah. more times than not. Yeah, gotcha. But it it has increased every year and they do expect it to pass <laughs> Christmas trees. Hey, I've got a really horrible turkey fried turkey story for you. I okay. wish I wish Kristen Bembry was here to jump into this episode. So a couple years ago we did a Friendsgiving Mm-hmm. Uh, and we fried a turkey in there. You know, we were on their back patio. It was fairly nice weather. Fried the turkey, brought the turkey in, ate it. It was good. We had all the other stuff. It was wonderful. I look out the window because we're sitting in the living room, and I see her dog who's not maybe a year old, new dog, her her precious little golden doodle named Pippa. Yeah. And Pippa is, um, you can't see the front half of her body. Because um, her she is licking up the oil out of the cooled um, turkey uh, fryer. Turkey fryer, Ugh. and um, according to Kristen and her husband Ross, that the next twenty four hours were just a joy and delight in their home. I bet. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> 
man. That's horrible. That's horrible. That's awful. Yeah. Um, so, real Christmas tree or fake? Fake. I'm allergic. Oh, you are. That's right. I forget about your made-up allergies. So you don't have to work out in the yard. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Care things are made-up. I like to say it every time. Uh, we do real because um, growing up we had a fake one, but we've done real for a long time, and I just I love the smell and all mm. that. So, how long do you wait, or is it already up? It's so not up. Um, normally we go and get the tree either Friday or Saturday after. We might go get it earlier this week. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Drew will probably want to wait. Yeah. Yeah, and then we usually don't take it down until after New Year's. And you remember to water it long enough that it lasts? Mm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, usually. Yeah. Well, that's what you have children for, right? I don't know. They're not that <laughs> age yet. Hey, Mallory, you know, army crawl under there and water I'm, this thing. I am waiting <laughs> to get to that point. Well, since you have a fake tree, I'm hoping let's not water the tree. No, no, no. Just get <laughs> to the point where you can tell a kid to do something. and you A and, chore? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Mallory unloads the dishwasher. Yeah, I'm waiting to get there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's 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 kind of a good thing. So. Um, well, um, well, yeah. Do you have anything else? Well, I wanted since you're listening to this on Thanksgiving or post Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. so let's talk about Christmas at the porch. Oh yeah, let's do. Yeah. Um, this past Sunday we launched our Christmas Impact. Yes. Which uh, probably our best first day ever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We started with um, 91 children, mm-hmm. and of course, as of recording. Yeah. We have six bags As left. We have six. So when you're listening to this, we might probably not. are out, but you know, pay attention to social media and whatnot and you'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and, and we're in this, you know, for a lot of people that might not know um uh, what Advent is. Yes. We're going to be talking about Advent as we lead up to Christmas. It is a, a season in the life of the church, in the year of the church, when we are in this expectancy and this waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a dual expectancy. It's um, and waiting. It's one, it's remembering the, the waiting for Christ. And if you've spent the year uh, working through Scripture, you know, you're coming to that point of waiting for the birth of Christ. But then also for New Testament people, for those of us that live on this side of, of the story, um, we are also longing and waiting and expecting for the return of Christ. Right. So, so it's a it's kind of a dual uh, message thing. But the um, we're finishing our Exodus series on mm-hmm. Sunday, yeah. but we're also beginning Advent. So mm-hmm. um, we're going to show some really cool videos over the course of the series to kind of explain what it is, and so you'll be able to see that, and of course we'll talk about it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some themes for each week, like hope and joy and preparation and love, and all of these will lead up to mm-hmm. um, our Christmas Eve services. But So we've got our usual Sundays, you know, this Sunday, the 28th, we will finish mm-hmm. off in Exodus. And it's a perfect transition because we're we're ending the Exodus series talking about the holiness of God. And I just think that's a perfect transition into yeah. um, the, the coming of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're, December 5th, we're going to talk about hope and we're going to share communion that Sunday because that's the first Sunday of the month. Yep. Then we've got our special uh, worship night. The next day. Yeah. On Monday, December 6th, we have, a, we're caling it an evening in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll still be Advent focused. Um, we'll Which be t- is intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and looking at the Psalms and, mm-hmm. and seeing that. And then uh, December 12th, we're talking about joy. And then the 19th, we're doing something that we've done for years, even before we launched out as our own church. Um, December 19th, Sunday is... Our Christmas cantata. Our Christmas, n- No. That sounds like something you ordered at the Olive Garden. 
Can I get, you got that never-ending Christmas cantata and the salad. You got that? Can you bring it out here? Are, are, the, are, the, are the breadsticks ready? I love that cantata. Can, with can that I get sauce, that cantata sauce? <laughs> yeah, it, I, it is our Christmas music day, so we'll have two services like th- that day as well. Um, and then on, uh, what day of the week is Christmas Eve this year? Is it a Friday? Friday. Yeah, Friday, December 24th. That's right. Um, we are having our Christmas Eve services at 3 and 4.30 p.m. Both are candlelight services. And they're both candlelight services, 3 and 4.30. And then on Sunday, December 26th, you just stay in your PJs, friends, because we're going to have an online-only service that day. We are going to say a very special thank you to our tech and our band and our volunteers who make Sundays happen and we're going to pre-record a service, and we're going to have that available for you online. So Yep. Yep, it'll be great. Great. And then January 2nd, I know for a lot of people are like, please stop, but I'm just going to That's finish. so many dates. I'm just going to the 2nd. Yeah. January 2nd, the new year, uh, we're going to have one service that day at 11, and it's going to be a renewal service, and we're going to use John Wesley's um, covenant renewal that he wrote a long, long, long time ago, and it's really pretty and wonderful, and we're going to uh, share that and share communion together. So. Yeah. Lots I'm, happening. I'm never calling a January series best year ever again. <laughs> We're not doing that. We <laughs> tried that for 2020. Nope. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we got a lot coming up. Yeah, I'm super excited. Christmas ex- Impact backpacks are due back. December 12th. Oh, that's right. Sunday, December 12th. Yep. And I'm super excited about the Advent, um, learning more about Advent, mm-hmm. because, yeah. you know, coming from a Baptist background, Advent's not a thing. Right. Christmas right. is, mm-hmm. but, at, but the season of Advent's right. not a thing. And when I join the Methodist Church working here, and they go, Advent, 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 and sometimes you just go, uh-huh, yep, uh-huh. let's do it. That sounds great, Google. No, I mean, no. You, <laughs> yeah. At the Methodist Church, you don't even have time to do that for Advent season because it's so bang, 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 bang. Oh, so you just funny. go, uh-huh, yep, let's do that. Sounds oh, wonderful. Oh, they're, they're lighting a wreath. I knew about that. I knew that, yeah. And so, we are going to, yeah. It's gonna... So I am, I'm really excited to learn about the... The, the season season of Advent and and how it tells the Christmas story in a different way than I've, I've probably yeah. heard it. Yeah, because technically speaking, the Christmas season doesn't begin until Christmas. Exactly. Mm. But not in our world. No. Which, hey, are you listening to Christmas music yet? No. Do you listen to Christmas music? Sometimes. Okay, I've already started. It, Pre-Thanksgiving, I already started. I usually try to hold out, but... I started like five days early, and that's just the way it is. So everyone's going to have to deal with it. If you ride in my car, you're going to hear Christmas music. Yeah, it's just the way. So. I I don't know. Like I I like Christmas music, but how if you start so early, you're going to hear the same one. <laughs> oh, I've already heard them all so many times. So many times. Yeah. And it's just like beat my brains out with a board. <laughs> well, um, hey, porch community, if you are on the road today or going wherever you're going um, to spend time with your family. Um, whether you love them or not, I hope you'll show them the love of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why is that funny? Well, because you you were talking earlier about like you got to spend time sitting at a table with people you don't you don't even normally sit with. So, so whether you love the people you're going to go see or not, show them the love of Jesus. My family so. just hates me now. What <laughs> am I kidding? They don't listen to this podcast. But Porch Community, we love you, and we're glad that you've been a part. I would sit of at this. your table, Porch Community. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we are so glad you've been a part of these 50 episodes. As and, long as you um, don't make casserole. <laughs> too many vegetables. Um, but we look forward to seeing you in person very soon, and we hope you have a fantastic day. And um, give thanks. So we'll see you. With a grateful heart. 
<laughs> See you, Porch Community. See you, bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.